Elephant. I am welcoming you to the official European League of Football podcast from week four. Again, with myself, Jennifer Bex and ELF reporter Tim Hans-Willemenke. And later on, Vienna Vikings wide receiver Jordan Boer. But first, hello, Tim. Hey, Jenny, what's up? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm just excited to talk about the games of week week four and then also previewing the games of week five so exactly you let's, just said it. let's get this started yeah week four i mean time is flying we had 24 intense football games throughout europe since the start of the season and it seems to be getting more and more exciting i have to say now in week four we saw the first overtime in elf history it took place mm -hmm. in rotslav in poland where the very first game of this league took place in summer 2021 so i mean where else if not in poland should there have been this first overtime game Tim, I would say we begin here. It was a yeah, battle and you could feel the rivalry between both franchises, couldn't you? I mean, the Panthers yeah, versus definitely. the Sea Devils. Exactly. Definitely. And then towards the end, Hamburg Sea Devils quarterbacks, you say he tied the game up with his impressive 50-yard pass to Lamar Jordan right before mm -hmm. the end. And mm -hmm. then, well, as we said, over time, and the game was won by the Sea Devils with 26 to 23 now, Tim, well, where do we begin? Cisse's pass? Did this performance come out of a sudden and surprise the Panthers and maybe even the, the fans? Yeah, I mean, Cisse stepped up his uh, stepped up his game. I mean, 13 of 12, yeah. 22 passes, 170 passing yards. I mean, one interception still, but also one one rushing touchdown, um, uh, which was really, really important to the Hamburg Sea Devils game. Uh, but he was also sacked five times, so he was heavily yeah. under under uh, under pressure but he handled it well and uh, came away with the with the win for the Hamburg Sea Devils and 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 that that's what counts right so exactly that's what counts in the end and it was a tough battle and then the very first overtime then the forced fumble provided by Marty and Nungi who also became the MVP of week four the Sea Devils outside linebacker will be my guest in the official European League of Football show and then, Tim, well, that forced fumble secured their win when looking at this game. Did mm -hmm. the Panthers give away this game? I wouldn't say so. I mean, the Panthers really also played solid offensively and defensively um, with, with the new starting quarterback in Slade, uh, Slade Jarman. Uh, I mean, coming coming in for, the, for his first ever game in the European League of Football, already uh, throwing for 21 out of 44 passes, two interceptions, but also three touchdown passes, all yeah. to wide receiver, uh, wide receiver Malik Stanley. Um, he was a really, really good asset to, to the Panthers' offense. And uh, over, overall, the Panthers played great football. And you can see yeah. that in the final score, right? With the 26 yeah. to, to just 23 win, it was one of the closest games we've ever seen in the, in the European League of Football. Yes. So, um, no, not, not really. The Panthers really fought, fought hard, but the yeah. Silvers just came away with the, with the win. Yeah. Was it also maybe a bit of luck in the end? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're in overtime, it's always a, a little bit of luck. Uh, yeah. So that's what I would say. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And well, you mentioned the Panthers' offense. What about the defense? Um, if you look at the Panthers' defense, uh, one player stood out again in Goran Zek, uh, the defensive back for the Panthers. Uh, Eleven total tackles uh, leads leads the team in uh, leads the team in uh, tackles actually in week four. 
uh, one tackle for loss, one interception, one pass breakup. So he had a hell of a game. Um, could couldn't could couldn't have been any better for the Panthers defense. But um, as I said, um, the uh, Hamburg Sea Devils offense made some made some plays and also some plays that they had to make. In um, just as you mentioned, the long pass to Lamar Jordan at the at the at the very end. So yeah. um, the Hamburg City was played a good game, but uh, against a really, really good Panthers defense. And that's why, yeah. the, the, and that's why this game was so, so close. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and great for, for the spectators to watch. Yeah. Um, what, what do the stats tell, tell us about the Sea Devils uh, defense then? Cause I mean, both the Panthers and the Sea mm -hmm. Devils defense are both of them are very strong. De definitely and also uh, if you look at the CW's defense they also scored some points right if you look at uh, yeah. cornerback Justin Rogers for the Hamburg CW was one interception that went for uh, for um, for a touchdown uh, and also one pass breakup for Justin Rogers so uh, the CDOs also came up with uh, with uh, with uh, some some points. So um, if you take away those those six points by Justin Rogers, then then the Panthers would have would have won, right? So the yeah. Hamburg CDO was really really important to the Hamburg CDO's team in general. Um, and they also sacked uh, Slade Gentleman five times, eight tackles for loss, one forced fumble, two interceptions, thirteen passes, breakups. So this was a hell of a game from the uh, CDO's defense, I would say. Yeah. And now the Panthers are two and two. Do you think they expected a better start into the season? I mean, not that they, and as we were saying, they, they played or they mm -hmm. are playing great football, but still, do you think they expected a bit more? I think every team wants to be four four and zero if you go into week week five, right? Uh, that's, that's, that's the basic that's the basic idea, and that's what every team wants. Uh, but if you just look at the Northern Conference, um, it's a really really tough conference, and yep. uh, the Hamburg Steelers are also a really really good team. So uh, two and two is not not that bad. You can you can still be first place. There there are so many games left, so uh, it's it's uh, it's all in place for the for the Rockland Panthers to also take take the number one spot in the Northern Conference still. So yeah. everything's still up for grabs. Yeah, you you are you're absolutely right. Is there anything else we should mention about this game, or I mean, shall we move to the next you, one? one? I mean, one last thing maybe. If you look at the penalties, for example, uh, the Hamburg yeah. Steelers uh, were called uh, on six penalties, but just for thirty-seven yards. If you compare that to the Panthers, Rockler, um, they had eight penalties for one hundred and for one hundred and nine yards. So almost three three times. Uh, Uh, the uh, the yardage lost in penalties, so uh, that's also something that really can decide a really really close game, just like this game we have seen. Yeah, yeah. No, it was exciting to see, and now uh, yeah, I would say we move to the next one, the yeah, duel yeah. of our two undefeated franchises. Well, back then, back then, three and right, back then. Uh, And Tim, you were in the stadium in Duisburg, Rheinfire yep. versus Dragons, and the Barcelona Dragons won with a 17 to 13. Mm -hmm. This game also, again, was exciting until the last minute. How did you experience it live in the stadium? I mean, it was just like week, uh, week, uh, week three uh, with the first Rheinfire home, uh, home game against the Istanbul Rams. It was just, there were so many fans out there mm -hmm. uh, screaming their lungs out really it was so loud and uh it was just a great great atmosphere yeah it was seven and a half thousand fans right um yeah. so again pretty packed luckily that's what we want to see in this league and yeah. now well when looking at the game would you say that the special team or let's say kicking team with a maybe more successful kicker would the Rhinefire have won this game were they the better team 
what do the stats say here? I wouldn't say that Winefire played better over over uh, overall, but still, if you look at the kicking game, Daniel Schumacher missing uh, two of his field goals and one yeah. uh, one uh, one point after touchdown. Also, that would have been seven points, and in in such a close close game, those six those seven points matter, uh, and they would have won twenty to seventeen. But the Barcelona Dragons came away with the with the win. But also, if you look at the Barcelona Dragons special team, uh, the first touchdown in this game was a block uh, block punt, and then going yeah. into the into the end zone for Adrian uh, Adrian Jimenez. Uh, so. Barcelona Dragons also balled out on on really all three phases, and uh, that's why the Barcelona Dragons got got away with the win and are four 0 Yeah, that's true. Um, well, and then the undefeated Dragons quarterback Edwards, who was under pressure a lot actually, yep. um, but fantastic as always, and uh, leading the team with nine carries for 42 yards. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much could he rely on his O line uh, at this game? I mean. Uh, I wouldn't say it was about his O line. It was more about the defensive line of the Ryan Ryan Fire, really, because they played yeah. l- l- lights out, really, um, and set Edwards under heavy, heavy pressure. But uh, I mean, three three sacks also against uh, quarterbacks like Edwards. But um, yeah, I mean, the running game was also something that uh, Edwards really couldn't rely on. I mean, you already said it: nine carries for forty-two yards. He actually led his team in rushing yards. Yeah. With, with only 42 rushing yards. So um, this this may be something the Boston Dragons have to improve in the future. Um, but again, Edwards ball out and uh, yeah, just made the, made the right place at the right moments. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could clearly see that. And as also mentioned, both defenses are strong they were not only strong at that game they are mm-hmm. they have been strong throughout this whole season now yeah. the dragons defense scored the very first touchdown that game who overall who were the playmakers in duisburg um, so sticking out was cornerback jordi Pugnani with uh, seven total tackles one interception and this interception was also game ending it was the last attempt by ryan fire to uh, get on the scoreboard and maybe take over the take over the uh, the lead and also the win but he ended this uh, with this interception at the, at the at the end of the fourth quarter, um, and also defensive lineman Fer- Fernandez with uh, five total tackles, one second, two tackles for for loss. So he also had a great game once again. And uh, just the Dragons, they 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 just play as a as a great unit, and that's what yeah. makes them so uh, so good on the on the defensive side, but also on the offensive side, and also on also on special teams. So yeah, um, yeah the Dragons are just an all around team, I would say. Yeah. And they seem to have just a great time and lots of fun out on the field. Yeah, is there the any? Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think just as a as a viewer and as a fan who watches those games, I think you can really see that. And mm-hmm. would you say, or, or now looking looking at the upcoming games, is there any franchise that can beat them this regular season? I mean, we will see in week uh, week six. I think it is Vikings. The, uh, yes, right with the with the Vikings visit, visiting the Barcelona Dragons in in Barcelona, oh, yeah. Spain. So uh, most likely both game. both will be five and zero. Oh, then maybe maybe <laughs> we most. See, I would honestly, I would say most likely. <laughs> yeah, most maybe, but we 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 also get get to predicting the uh, the games later on but um, exactly i mean uh and we've seen plenty of surprises so clearly we don't know but i think both franchises do have chances to go into week number six with five wins definitely yeah yeah anything else about about that game or shall we move to the next one i think we can move to the leipzig kings 
Exactly. Leipzig Kings, they finally won their first game in Berlin against the Thunder with 19 yeah. to 15. But it was close again. And uh, a game that was dominated by strong defenses on both sides again. Again, yeah. <laughs> again. Great defensive, um, great defensive outings on both, uh, both yeah. teams, really. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a closer look at the Kings first. Can we say that they have one of the weakest offenses but strongest defense in this league? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and that's make, that makes them so special, really, because they have such a great defense, but the offense is not really working at the moment. Um, we will come to the, the offense later, but uh, yeah. I mean, if you just look at the Kings' defense, uh, just they they uh, had one sack, seven tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, one was a pick, a pick six even, and four pass breakups. So they had a great game. Um, players that Uh, that uh, that uh, stood out were uh, defensive lineman Aston Zetterberg and also cornerback uh, Rudion. Um, Rudion with four total tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass breakup, and the pick six, eight, 89 yards to uh, to the house yeah. actually. So this was a hell of a play by uh, by uh, by him. And then Zetterberg, five total tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss, two <laughs> two and a half tackles for loss, sorry, and one forced fumble. So they have playmakers all over the board if you look at their their defense, and that that what makes this defense so so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Now the offense. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Kings quarterback Barlow, he was benched. Um, mm -hmm. Why and will the Kings continue with him? Do you have any information there? Yeah, probably be because of his injury. He had an yeah. injury early on in the, I think, week week three or week week uh, week two matchup. Um, and uh, he was just injured again or, um, uh, yeah, it's injured not, again. Not feeling Not well not enough. feeling well, yeah. and then the backup quarterback El, uh, El Handy came in uh, and exactly. also threw for threw, threw for a touchdown. So this was also really important for the for, for the Kings to have a backup quarterback that can also make make some plays and make something happen. Yeah. Um, so this was also really important. But uh, we we will see where the Kings will will help with their with their offense really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any numbers you you can point out here, or um, do we just have to see how this how this uh, franchise continues on I the mean, offense? One, one interesting thing is that if you look at the uh, wide receivers, Dudley Wolf and uh, Jones only yeah. uh, had uh, one one reception each and 37 yards uh, together as as a as a duo of wide receivers. So that that's just not not enough for those great playmakers. So they just have to find a way to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers on the offensive yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure they are working on that. And then on the other side, Berlin Thunder with a one and three record now. How would you rate their performance overall? Um, I mean, it was a solid performance, but also shaky uh, at mm. some point. And that's why actually they have they have lost the game. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, quarterback Joe Germanario, 12 out of out of 30, it's a sub 50% uh, rate of Com completed passes and uh, two interceptions also one 144 passing yards one sack i mean he was under pressure a lot uh by the leipzig kings defense and uh, leading receiver with only 38 receiving yards so um that's what they have to change really and yeah. uh, but running back joe crawford uh again with a great outing 25 carries for 106 yards and one touchdown so they just can lean on crawford but joe germanario has to get this passing game going for the ball and yeah. thunder in the future would you say they have an offensive pro problem in berlin or isn't it too bad over there i think it, it's not too bad it's it's uh, so in in uh, in my opinion they just have to find some offensive uh, some uh, some offensive rhythm um with yeah. joe germanario and the german playmakers like uh, robin wilsek or brian zerbe 
Um, and they, they just have to find a way to, to really get this passing game going. I mean, they, they just have a, a strong running back in, uh, in uh, Jock Crawford, but they can not only lean on this, on this running back, they have to make some plays through the, uh, through the air. So uh, that's, what's, that's what they have to do. Um, and then we will see what they will, what they will do in week five. Yeah. Now both teams stand with a one and three record and difficult opponents are actually coming up next for both of them. Which yeah. of these two teams do you think is stronger and can fight back, especially during the second half of the season, Thunder and Kings? I think it's the Kings because yeah. if you look at their defense, it's uh, ready for a championship, I would say. Uh, yeah. But the but the but the offense, offense is not really working. So, if you just find a find a way to somehow score some points on the on the on the uh, on the offensive side, then you're good to go for maybe maybe a playoff run or even a even a championship run. But yeah. uh, the offense is just not not working at the moment. So we will have to see. But def definitely definitely the uh, the Leipzig Kings. I would yeah. say. Imagine Michael Birdsong still would would be their quarterback. Yeah. That would be something. That would yeah. be something. Yeah. But it is also well. I mean, it's, it looks familiar compared last year. The Kings were in a similar situation. They started the season with some difficulties, and then they became mm -hmm. stronger and stronger. But thanks to their quarterback. So let's just hope that they find a solution over there and um, get into their rhythm. But now the fourth game between the Raiders and the Surge, won by the Raiders with a thirty-three mm -hmm. to nothing. And both of our so far weakest teams, the Rams and the Surge, with zero points this weekend, was this result foreseeable? I wouldn't say. Uh, I wouldn't say that uh, we actually, or I actually thought that the Surge wouldn't score any points against the yeah. Raiders. But uh, I actually tipped that the Raiders were uh, were were winning this matchup. Um, but no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, thirty thirty three to uh, actually nothing is is actually something to then talk yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, every part uh, of the search seemed to struggle on Sundays. The special teams, offense and defense. Yeah. What Definitely. needs to change in Stuttgart and what do the stats tell you about, well, last week's game and what has happened so far? I mean, if you look the if you look at the search offense, they have great wide receivers, great young wide receivers and Noah Bomba reading uh, also post like about. Um, so so they actually have great pass catchers um, and um um, the search also announced that quarterback Schroeder will not be uh, with the team anymore. They also have a new yeah. quarterback. We will we will actually get to that in 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 a moment. Uh, but um, yeah, they just have to find a way on defense, offense, and on special teams to get get better. That that's just it. I mean, you really can't pinpoint it to one one uh, position or one player. But it's just an over and really overall thing. Maybe also maybe also the play calling. I mean, you can also yeah. talk about the play calling of the of, of the coaches and not only about the players. So it's just an over overall thing that really uh, that, that 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 they just have to change from from their inside out. Really, that's what yeah. I think. So it's not really a pinpoint problem, but a problem in general. I would say. Yeah, and you mentioned well, they just signed a new quarterback, Dante Van Daven. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, let, let's see, we just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how quick he can adopt and well, become yeah. a part of this team, but the search know this, or it's, it was the same situation last year as again, again as well. So, um, they got mm -hmm. a new quarterback and now we can just hope that things will be a bit easier and better for them. Yeah. Um, we will see. It's, we will see. It, it, it's, it remains exciting and interesting. Yeah. Then the Raiders, on the other hand, they seem to have found into their rhythm. Two wins in a row now and most likely more to come. 
Quarterback yep. Shelton was a strong leader at that game, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 22 out of out of 36 passes, 283 passing yards, one touchdown, zero, zero sacks against Sean Shelton. <laughs> so this yeah. is really something that the Raiders can can build on. And also uh, running back Hutzwanta Hals, um, stepping in for uh, um, the American running back who was released earlier. Um, 10 carries, 66 yards and two touchdowns on, on the on the offensive side. And uh, yeah, they, they just have a great offense now and they're actually rolling. So let's and just defense? see what week, week five brings. Yeah. And defense, I mean, defense also great again. Uh, three total sacks, eight tackles for loss, three pass breakups. And you can talk about the, uh, all about the defensive line. I mean, with uh, Gustav and Broomfield uh, combining for 10 total tackles, one and a half sacks, three tackles for loss. They, they, they just play solid football. Yeah. Well, they, they are an established team and it's just great to see. And it's, it's great to have that uh, great to have this kind of level of play in this league. Um, and then we saw great football in Cologne as well. The Galaxy played against the Centurions. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth time that both franchises played against each other. Twice last year during the regular season, then the playoff matchup. Yep. And um, now the first game against each other in season two. And all four games were won by the Galaxy. And I would say, well, last week they dominated the Centurions with 48 to 12. Now the Galaxy started the season slowly, but Tim, our champion from season one is more than back. Yep, they are back. They're on a they're on a comeback mission, I would say. Yes, uh, yes. With uh, quarterback Sullivan, sixteen out of out of twenty three, two hundred twenty passing yards, three passing touchdowns, zero inter- zero interceptions, just one sack against him. Yeah. Um. He is he's rolling, and they actually have uh, have signed a new uh wide receiver, American wide receiver Reese Horn. Exactly. Also. Um. So he former will be former NFL and CFL player. Right, and he he'll be just he will be just great for for uh, for quarterback Sullivan. And I mean, with already Lawrence Rigler in 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 the game on the offensive side with four catches, seventy three yards, and one touchdown, yeah. and just getting Reese Horn in, it makes it even it makes it even even better for the Frankfurt Galaxy. Yeah, well, but first of all, uh, quarterback Sullivan. I mean, he clearly demonstrated why he became the offensive player of 2021. Over mm-hmm. the last two games, since he's back, because he was injured uh, one game, the Galaxy scored 95 points. Would you say that he's the best quarterback in this league? He's he's one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, we yeah. have a lot of great quarterbacks in the European League of Football. Uh, I would say he is he's one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, but you also have to talk about Zach Zach Atlas, for example, Matt 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 Adam with the yeah. uh, with the Ryan Fire. So he's one of the best quarterbacks, and let's see what he can do with uh, with the former NFL player. In yeah, his, that in his, is uh, going to be very interesting to see. Um, and then also the Galaxy defense; they were strong as always. What do the stats tell us about them? I mean, uh, one newcomer really that. Uh, uh, had to play a starting a linebacker because uh, Sebastian Go, what's his name again? Sebastian Go, Gauthier. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, right. Sorry. Um, he uh, so uh, Joe Josiah uh, had uh, two sacks, two tackles for loss, one pass break, and five total tackles. Um, so he was a beast on the on the <laughs> on the outside, really, for the uh, Frankfurt Galaxy defense now. And also Gustav Carlos Browns, uh, former uh, Rockland Panther defensive end. Yeah. With uh, six total tackles, one, uh, half a sack and one and a half tackles for loss. So he's also beginning to get get into a defensive rhythm with the Frankfurt Galaxy. So the Galaxy are rolling on the offensive side and on the defensive side. Yeah. You think with this performance, well, will we see them play in the championship game again? Maybe. I mean, Maybe. they have a tough they have a they have a tough conference. Uh, Vienna Reiters are four and zero. Oh. 
So uh, it really seems like they can only get into the playoffs with the second best seed. Uh, but we just have to see there's so many games left. So let's just yeah. uh, see and have fun. Yeah, that's they. true. And then the Centurions, how come they didn't seem to get into this game? That's that. That's a tough question. I mean, it was. It, it just shouldn't be. I mean, uh, yeah. the the Clones and Truans weren't really that productive on the on the offensive side, but also not really on the defensive side. I mean, wide receiver Poons uh, st stood out once again with eight catches, yeah. one hundred forty-two receiving yards, one touchdown. But still, uh, it, it it was just not enough against the Frankfurt Galaxy, and they were really balling out. So yeah. I would just say that they they have to get really rid of this game in their mind and just get to the next game in week five. That's the thing. Do you think they can overcome these now two losses in a row and fight back next week? I think so. I think so. I mean, they have so many great players that, that were also with the team in, uh, in, in uh, 2021. So they really yeah. know what they have to do in the European League of Football to really win games. Yeah. So uh, it will be fun to see them in, uh, in their next game. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they have to. They have they to have move to. forward. Yeah. They, 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 they can't complain. They can't be upset now. Next, next week, week five is coming. Uh, it stays exciting, that's for sure. Is there any other stat from that game you would like to point out, or shall we move over to uh, game number six from we week can four? Quickly, we can quickly talk about the Galaxy kicker. I mean, Rimmler uh, oh, really okay, had yes. a great, great game, um, and uh, he also hit a 50-plus 50, 50 yard field goal, so now yeah. he's two out of four. Uh, 50 plus yard field goals next to the Berlin Thunder kicker Chandelion. He was also really, really good. Um, yeah. But uh, he also made a 50 plus yard field goal. So that's that's just something you can really build on on their uh, on the Galaxy special teams. Good. So there's improvement on that side as well. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Def <laughs> definitely. Brimler is a really, really good kicker. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. So now game number six from week four. Um, well. I would say with one of the franchises that has great chances of reaching the championship game, yep. the Vienna Vikings versus Istanbul Rams and Tim, well, undefeated versus winless with yep. a 49 to nothing win over the Rams. The Viking, Vikings clearly demonstrated their power and it was, uh, it was just obvious, wasn't it? Right. I mean, the, the Vienna Vikings are the best team at the moment, I think, in the European League of Football. And the Eastern Rams are at the bottom of the European League of Football. So yeah. this was just evident, really. Um, but 49 to nothing is also a brutal score if you just have to yes. look at it. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, we can talk about the Rams' offense uh, if you want. I mean, uh, White receiver yeah. Devin Hextall, he, he just joined the team after week, week two, I think. Uh, had six receptions for 95 receiving yards. So he was, he was still great. Uh, in a, um, yeah, not so great Rams offense. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, quarterback Jerry Stegman without an interception, but also without a touchdown. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. The uh, Eastern Rams, Eastern Rams just have to, um, yeah, get better on all sides of the ball, just just like the Stuka search. It's just not, not good yeah. enough for the European League of Football at the moment. So, can we point out any main problem or... Well, just... I, I would say it's, it's 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 really just like with the with the Stuka search. Um, they just have to find a way to to win, and it doesn't really matter how or, or why and when and where. It's just they just have to find a way to win, and uh, they really haven't haven't done that. And that's um, that's the problem. They just have to put their players in, in the best position possible, yeah. and um, maybe this will change. We will we will talk about some head coach changes later, but uh, yeah. It will definitely be be interesting to see the Istanbul Rams play next week. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, let's not, well, let's just mention it. Val Gunn stepped down as the general manager yeah. and head coach. And the Rams already signed a new head coach, Matt Lawson. He's from the States as well. And they also have a new general manager, Emir Kan Kifeli. Kifeli. Mm -hmm. Kifeli. And, yeah. um, Yeah, we just have to see what changes they are going to make, If mm -hmm. how difficult the season is going to be for the Rams and if there may, might, might be a light shining for them at the end of this tunnel. Yeah, But, maybe. Um, yeah, because they do have some good moments. And right. also the first game, it, it, it wasn't bad. So it's just, yeah, yeah. It, they, have, they had a difficult start. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. And then, but overall, who were the players of that game? What would you say from both teams? Also the Vikings, of course. I mean, Xavier Edwards with just three rushing attempts and three rushing touchdowns. That's uh, someone to talk about. He was also the runner-up for the two MVP of week week four. Um, yeah. He had a great game, but also running back Anton Wigan with the 57 rushing yards, leading the Vienna Vikings in rushing yards and on 11 carries and one touchdown also. And then also Vikings wide receiver Jordan Boer. We will have him in this podcast later on. Yeah. Um, with uh, seven catches for 161 yards and one touchdown also. So he he made the Eastern Rams defense look silly at, in some moments. So uh, that's that, that's good for the for the uh, for the Vikings <laughs> offense. Um, yeah. And also for the for the Rams defensive side, if we talk about their defensive, uh, their their uh, their defense, I mean, a newly signed uh, defensive back, um, Andy White, also with the 14 total tackles leading leading the team in his first game with the Istanbul Rams and also two tackles for two tackles for loss. So he also had a great first outing with the Istanbul Rams in week four. Yeah. So there is light, but then yeah. the Vikings, who can stop them this year? Well, maybe in week six, the Barcelona Dragons. Yeah, maybe the Barcelona Dragons. Maybe. But, uh, I, I have the Vikings at the top of the European League of Football and the Barcelona Dragons at the second at the second slot. Uh, so that the Barcelona, Barcelona Dragons are the second best team in the European League of Football at the moment. But maybe the Barcelona Dragons come out and win, win against the Vikings in week yeah. six. But uh, but, I but would still, there's the going to be a second still... game against each other. Right. So uh, right, right. maybe it's going to be one and one and then we see them in the championship game that would be thrilling that, that would be i would something. say yeah that yeah. would be quite something yeah it, it honestly it would uh, with one team uh, with one brand new franchise and the second franchise who really had a rough start uh, last year and who yeah, just fought so yeah. hard it i wouldn't i wouldn't mind seeing this final to be honest but let's see so many weeks to go see. yeah And uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to hear what uh, wide receiver Boer, what, what his thoughts are and uh, mm -hmm. what he can tell us about the Vikings later on in this podcast. Yeah. So um, th those have been the games from week four. I would say uh, let's let's take a quick look at the conference standings now. Um, the Northern Conference is led by the Sea Devils with three and one, the, followed by the Two and two Panthers and both the Thunder and the Kings with one win and three losses each. And then the Central Conference dominated by the Vikings with four wins, followed by the Galaxy and the Raiders with a two and two record each. And then the Surge, who, well, couldn't win a game so far. And then the Southern Conference, led again by the undefeated Dragons, followed by the three and one Rhinefire, two and two Centurions, and unfortunately the winless Rams with a 0-4 record. Now, Tim, week five, six games ahead. Uh, well, let's see what we can look forward to, I would say. Yeah. On Saturday, it's starting again. Yeah, with two games. Berlin Thunder are going to play against the Cologne Centurions and then the Istanbul Rams playing against the Barcelona Dragons. 
what mm -hmm. is your prediction for Saturday? I mean, the Boston Dragons game uh, is obvious, I would say. Yeah. So I, yes. I just have to pick the Boston Dragons, the undefeated Spanish franchise. Yeah. Uh, with the, sorry, with Rams. The but... record. Um, yeah, oh. sorry, Rams, but we just have to go after with the Boston Dragons. Exactly. After the Vikings, following week, they are going to play against the Dragons. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, it's hard. They are fighting. The the Rams are fighting, and let let's yep. maybe 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 they they will shine. They they will shine one day. Maybe. Look at the look <laughs> at the Kings. Look at the look at the Dragons in season one. They made it. They made it. Yeah, that's true. So and maybe then, maybe the Eastern Rams will will come come back and win some games at the at the end of the 2022 season. We just have to see. Maybe we have to see, and then Thunder Centurions. I mean that's that's a difficult game to yeah. really pick because both teams coming uh, coming off a off a loss, um, uh, Cologne against the Frankfurt Galaxy and Bill and Thunder against Leipzig Kings. Um, I just think that the Cologne students are more uh, uh, in their. I, I mean they have greater offense uh, in my yes. opinion, and uh, this will make a difference. I think in uh, in this particular game. So I yeah. I go with the Cologne Centurions in this yeah. one. So do I, but it's it's not going to be easy for for them. That's for mm -hmm. sure. It it actually easily could could be the Bowen Thunder that were uh, that 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 then are two and two and three, and the and the Centurions are then also two two and three. So it's just really a 50-50 game, in my opinion. But yeah. uh, I just have to go with the Centurions in this one. Yeah. Okay, so we both of us go with the Centurions and the Dragons, and then mm -hmm. on Sunday our four games starting with the Sea Devils playing against the Rhine Fire. Then the Panthers playing against the Vikings. Galaxy are facing the Raiders. And then the Surge playing against the Kings with their new quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, okay, Sea Devils, Rhinefire. Who do you pick? That's the most difficult, Jenny. <laughs> That's, the <laughs> most difficult. That's the most difficult game to pick, really. Uh, I think I will go with the Hamburg Sea Devils and the Rhinefire going to 3-2. and two. Actually. Okay. Um, but the Hamburg City defensive line, they balled out in an overtime win over the Panthers uh, last week. So maybe they will, they will do it again with the with the second overtime this week. You have to <laughs> see, but, uh, I actually go with the Hamburg City Devils and a um, good performance of Salary Cisse maybe finding his weapons down down the field. Um, and Ryan Fire not only focusing on uh, on uh, really stopping Glenn uh, Glenn Tunga, the City Devils running back, yeah. but also defending the pass and. This will be difficult for the Ryan Fire defense if Cisse can connect with uh, with his uh, right receivers deep. So, I will go yeah. with the Hamburg Sea Devils. Then I will go with the Ryan Fire. I love your Sea Devils, but <laughs> there has to be a competition between the two of us. I love me, Hamburg Sea Devils. No, I, th I think I think I go with the Ryan Fire. They uh, after okay. after their first loss, they will be. Uh, they, they, I, I I'm sure they don't want this to happen again. Yeah. That's that's for certain, but uh, yeah. if they can do it, neither that's, do the Sea Devils. That's, that's the other question. Yeah, yeah. Then Panthers playing against the Vikings. Um, well, I just have to go with the Vienna Vikings here yeah. because uh, they're just a all-around team, and uh, the Panthers coming from a tough loss against the Sea Devils, but yeah. still, uh, the Vienna Vikings are just uh, just too good of a team to not really pick the Vienna Vikings. So yeah. they will be five and all, I, I think, yeah. after Week Five. Yeah, I mean the Panthers will try anything for sure. They will yeah. fight really, really hard. But yeah, also with the new quarterback, it's going to be his second game now. And uh, I go with the Vikings as well. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy Raiders. Who? This is also interesting. Mm. I mean, both, it's going to be both, very uh, tough matchup. Matchup right, again. Sitting at two and two. Um, 
I think that the Frankfurt Galaxy are actually rolling at the moment. So yeah. I go with the Frankfurt Galaxy and the new NFL wide receiver for the Galaxy and Reese Horn. Yes. Um, but Raiders can make life difficult for the Galaxy. So maybe it's also a Raiders win in this one yeah. but because the Raiders also play play um, play at at home. Um, so this is also maybe an, an advantage for the um, Raiders to roll. But um, I don't know. I just have to go with the Frankfurt Galaxy because yeah. their offense is just uh, playing nuts at the moment. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's Galaxy. also why I'm picking the Galaxy. But the Raiders clearly have a realistic chance to win this game. And it's, uh, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will see great football there. Yep. And then Definitely. last but not, not least, Surge playing against the Kings. I think it's the Kings. Uh, yes. I think that's the uh, easiest matchup. No, I think, okay, Barcelona Dragons is maybe easier to then pick, but uh, I would say the Kings will win against the Surge because the Surge not having the starting quarterback um, and uh, also other players they re- that uh, that have left the team. So um, yeah. I just have to go with the Leipzig Kings and their, and their great defense. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you here. Will you be at any uh, game next weekend? I won't. I will be uh, at at home and uh, enjoying all the games from home and writing articles and uh, then also uh, having having a podcast ready for uh, for, ne- for the for the next week. So uh, exactly, the exactly. Weekend. But then uh, in week six, I think you and I we are going to meet up again in the stadium. But well, that that's yeah, that's still far definitely. to go. We are focusing on week five now. Yeah. So. Tim, well, thanks again for for analyzing the stats for us. And uh, no yeah, it was a great pleasure as always. And I will talk to you again next week. Yeah, talk to you, Jenny. Bye-bye. Thank you. Enjoy the games from home. Speak to you soon. And now with all that being said and all the insights we've heard, I'm happy to welcome the Vienna Vikings wide receiver Jordan Bua on this podcast. Hi, Jordan. Can you hear me? Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Well, thank yeah, you very you. much for your time, and uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I mean, with this fantastic start into the season, you must be in a pretty good mood. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, very excited. You know, it's uh, something that um, we were aiming at. We were definitely aiming at being undefeated uh, yeah. so far, and um, I think we have we put a lot of work in. Uh, coaches also are preparing us at the best at their abilities, and I think everything everything's going pretty pretty well so far we had you know tough injuries to overcome uh had to add some guys in the roster at the last minute we still haven't played with all our americans but so far we're holding it down and i'm very very happy to you know be part of this i mean come on a four and one record for the vikings uh it it can't be any better but did you guys expect it and you were just saying so even you haven't even been on a hundred percent yet and still undefeated yeah absolutely uh we were expecting this to be honest like there was um a very good energy from the beginning of camp like we knew we were just looking around each other in the meeting rooms Mm -hmm. you know and uh we were realizing the amount of talent we we had and uh sadly we lost some uh very very good guys but um you know it just part of the game uh we still have a lot of talent a lot of uh things that uh, can put us in a very, very good position, you know, to to go all the way to the playoffs. And uh, yeah. I'm very confident in that. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you have proven that. I mean, just to recap, your last game against the Rams, 49 to nothing. Then week three against the Surge, 42 to 13. Week two against the Galaxy, our defending champion, 30 to 10. And then week one was won against the Raiders with 29 to 23. Is there any franchise who can stop you this season? To be honest, uh, our uh, our feeling, I think it's like a common feeling so far in the Vikings, uh, is that we most likely uh, are not going to be uh, stopped by nobody if we play to our standards. Yeah, Our standards is very high, so uh, if we manage to do that and just not shoot ourselves uh, in, a, in a foot and, you know, make just mental mistakes and stupid penalties, without those errors, I think we can pretty much – uh, bring it on with, against everybody. So what makes you guys such a strong and powerful franchise? What is the secret behind all this? Of course, you, are, you have great players on the roster, but it's, yeah, it's just uh, great I to watch say, you play. I would say the Austrian core. Like, people don't realize how well these Austrian guys are, uh, are playing. Like, it's uh, very impressive. They're very bonded with each other. Uh And they're very smart players. Like coaches here put them in a position to really be able to like understand the game, which doesn't happen all the time. You know, around Europe, uh, there is definitely like a big difference gap between between you know the the actual preparation that the coaches put into. And uh, here is uh, a very high level preparation. So these guys are really really ready to go, ready to ball, and mm. with. Uh, us uh, imports supporting them is it's really it's really like a super solid team yeah very glad to hear what would you say what were the biggest difficulties that you guys had to face this season so far uh injuries we yeah. had if i'm not wrong we are at 11 season ending injuries starting from the Leipzig week starting with western car that was like you know our main import air receiver crazy crazy player and that uh, we lost just on that week and then after that it was just kind of like a curse looked like it was following us because we had like <laughs> two on the next practice other two on the following week one other two on Swarco like it was it was just a non-stop uh non-stop injury list and um I feel like that was the biggest the biggest challenge for sure because you know you yeah. just gotta get in the guys that We had uh, two imports that basically had two practicing and they jumped on their first game. <laughs> so it's it's really it's really different. But we are, of course, it's, it's been a month now. So everybody's is on the same page by now. And uh, I think it's, it's showing. Yeah. And personally, what would you say was was there anything difficult for you so far? Uh, not really, to be honest. I was put in a position to just be myself. Coaches believe in me a lot. Uh I I'm super confident in uh, in the offense, uh, especially you know Coach Mitch is doing Danny Mitchell, the OC is doing a crazy crazy job to put every single one uh, of us in offense in a position to make plays because you know when you have uh, such many uh, different weapons, it's kind of hard you know to keep the balance to keep you know even the you know the guys that maybe are uh, uh, expecting more targets you know to just keep them in check and be like. Your time is gonna come. It's just yeah. we, we're trying to win. It's not a matter of how many touchdowns you got. You can have nine touchdowns if you're zero and three. Don't matter. You know yeah. what I mean. So of um, that's kind of what uh, the mindset that's uh, that's you know 
uh, bringing us forward, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, that's what you need as a professional athlete, that's for sure. And speaking Absolutely. about winning in week five, your next opponent will be the Panthers. They are two and two. Well, no doubt it's going to be a tough game against them. Where do you see their strength and who are clearly the players to look out for? Who are you watching film of now? Uh, I mean, their defense is uh, its probably one of the best defenses in the in the old league. Uh, violent, they move around very well. They switch it up a lot. They run pretty much everything. Like, it's almost impossible to just know what they're going to run until they line up. Mm. And, um, you know, they have obviously, uh, like, better import play with him years ago in uh, in, in uh, Braunschweig when I was playing in Dresden. It's Jamal White, obviously very physical. Uh uh, big shit talker. Uh, yeah. He's going to bring all the energy, and uh, we love it. We love it. We're just looking forward. Also, Robinson, the, the cornerback, uh, you know, he, he has shown to be able to make plays. And, uh, oh, yeah. So we, we're just going to get ready for him, you know. It's just, yeah. it's just another DB. Like, at the end of the day, we're the offense. We have our game plan, and we're going to do us, and you're going to have yeah. to adjust. Exactly, exactly. But it's 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 going to be intense to watch. I can tell you that. And well, I mean, I can hear that you're optimistic about the game against the Panthers. But then in week six, it's maybe the game of the first half of the season. Uh, let's say the five and zero Vikings playing against the most likely five and zero Barcelona Dragons. Um, what can we expect to see in week six? Ah. Uh... That's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting. You know, we are taking it really uh, one game at a time, so I really don't don't even have a, like a clear um, idea of what I'm gonna do, what we're gonna do against Barcelona. We just you know really enforcing this uh, uh, O and O mentality, and every week once we get it done, it's one and O. But that's about it. We don't linger on the the W's or anything like that. So. Yeah. I really couldn't say about Barcelona. I definitely know it's going to be a crazy intense game because our defense has been shown to be uh, the best in the league. And uh, they have different weapons. You know, Zach Edwards is able to extend a lot of plays. Kyle Sweet is going crazy right now. And it's going to be, it's going to be, I I think, like a good amount of points and definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of highlights. (laughs) <laughs> oh, for sure. Clearly a game that a lot of fans uh, will look forward to. But first, as we were saying, the Panthers. And now, Jordan, tell us more about you. You were born in Rome. You got drafted by the CFL. You played college football in, this, in the States. And uh, in 2021, you won the European Championship with the Italian national football team. So first of all, how did you get into this sport in first place? Um it's kind of funny. I was uh, watching the Super Bowl in 2015. It was by myself in my my room in Rome. And um, I just got super excited. It was kind of like a weird moment in my life in which uh, I was taking a little break from basketball, which is kind of like my it's been my 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 first love, let's say, for mm-hmm. four years. And um, I had this little four months gap in which I was kind of changing team and uh I was trying to basically find a way to stay in shape and uh, not play basketball because obviously my my um, my contract w- wouldn't allow me to be anywhere else. And uh, and so I was like, okay, let's try another sport. And I really randomly tried football because uh, also another friend of mine that used to play basketball with me uh, started playing. He was like, man, give it a try. It's gonna if you don't like it, just two weeks, well, two workouts, and you just leave. And uh, <laughs> since I did that, I never looked back. I was like, this <laughs> is the game. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily. So what fascinates you about football? Uh, it's really the ultimate team sport. Like basketball, you know, I was a point guard because obviously I'm 5'10 and stuck crazy height and uh, it's kind of the only position I could have played but even in basketball you can't take over the game like uh, you're basically could be like a if you want to do like a real analogy is like anybody can be the quarterback at a given time in basketball that does yeah. not happen in football like everybody <laughs> gotta be gotta be on their job like no no matter what you just gotta do your job if you try to do more than that you're most likely gonna fail and uh the old rhythm, the old, the old chain will probably fail. And uh, that's what I love about it because, you know, especially for me being a receiver, I'm the last the last chain of uh, – like the last part of the chain as far as the offense. So everything got to go right in order to me to be able to even make a play. Like I can yeah. be running around, be open all the time. If I don't get the ball, it really don't matter. And in order sure. to get the ball, you got to be the right reads, the right snap, the right timing, the right protection. It's so many things that, that – that just happened in those four seconds and uh i love what uh what the preparation and all the the bonding that happens in order to yeah. to to keep it flowing yeah as you said it's the ultimate team sport now what makes you a good receiver what would you say what's uh, your, your clear strength i uh, i would say at my explosiveness explosiveness and uh I am pretty shifty and, and overall, like my, my overall speed definitely gives me a, a little edge on, uh, on, some, on, on other guys. Um, and um, yeah, I would say that, you know, my hands, you know, my hands are pretty good and no <laughs> doubt about it, but uh, I feel like my explosiveness is, is what makes me, what separates me kind of from, uh, from the, the, the mass. The yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, we got to see that. And this is your first season in the ELF and also your first time playing for an Austrian team, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. and um, well, everything is looking simply great right now, but we have Milano joining the ELF in season three. Mm -hmm. So you could be playing football in the ELF and could be based in Italy, your home country. Is that an option? Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely an option. Like uh, I was talking with them since last year because you know they were talking about uh, the idea of joining, and um, I found it obviously very cool because I feel like Italy has enough talent to be able to uh, put together a competitive team. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting if they're gonna um, you know have a the, the good amount of you know quality homegrown. Uh, willing to 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 join the the franchise because you know sometimes it's hard because you have good players that been you know going against that franchise for example for years like let's say like something like um, Swarco and and Vikings yeah and so certain players are are probably not gonna be so happy to be having to go to maybe Seaman to play the the ELF but we'll see because if they change yeah. their mind and put together like a, a strong Italian core. Uh, with all the imports that you're allowed to have in this league, it's it's definitely uh, uh, there is definitely a possibility that the team could be good and competitive. Definitely a great addition to this league. So where do you see the European League of Football going within the next few years? I mean, this season it's 12 teams from uh, five countries. Then we got um, 15 teams from eight countries confirmed for season three, but more to come for sure. Where do you see the LF going? Uh, it's since uh, since last year, I was just, you know, observing 
Um, and I feel like it's just this year kind of made it uh, became the league with all the new addition that we had. Uh, this seems to be the future of European football. I don't see any other league uh, not be worth watching because, of course, it's, I don't want to say that. But uh, if you want to watch like the top level of football in Europe, you yeah. definitely got to tune in the ELF. And knowing that other franchises are, are going to get in, uh, new talent, more ex uh, exposure, I, I just feel like it's just the right path to you know, grow uh, European football overall and make yeah. it entertaining and appealing to people that haven't seen it yet. Because, you know, it's it's kind of hard to, to um, um, I need to uh, publicize something that is not really, like, um, international. Because, you know, yeah. it's always like kind of like a niche that you're trying yes. to reach to. But now I feel like it's really like an international platform. And uh, I also the stream numbers are, you know, Yep. are showing it so it's yep. i'm very very confident about this this setup that uh the league got going on yeah it's it's growing and we all want this uh to continue that way uh so what makes the vikings fans the greatest what can you tell us about them about what sorry the the, the vienna vikings fans oh the, the fans are super supportive like they're you know uh for somebody that just joined the league it's it's uh It's huge to be 4-0 and to be 4-0 in this way. So they're definitely super hyped about the, the whole environment. You know, the home games uh, are crazy. It's It's been, honestly, you know, the, the stadium is amazing. The fans are amazing. I just can't can't <laughs> complain uh, about anything so far, uh, support-wise. And then they will have an even greater party at the championship game in Klagenfurt when the Vienna Vikings are winning the second season or what? <laughs> Well, I think I think the chances are there for you. Oh, they're let's, definitely. Let's there. let's be optimistic. <laughs> yeah, we can be optimistic, but we also, you know, it's always football. A lot of things yeah. can happen. Everything can switch so uh, so quickly. So we just gotta, you know, take it one at a time and let's see That's how it, what happens. But you got you got the skills, you got the mindset, you got the wins so far. So Jordan. Best of luck for everything. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, well, thank you for, for being on this podcast. And again, it will be an exciting game against the Panthers uh, in week five. It's not getting boring in this league. So, yeah, again, thank you very much for this interview and uh, looking forward to that game. Awesome. Thank you guys for your time, too. Thank you for having me. And uh, bye to everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. And thanks to everyone else out there for listening. I hope you enjoyed the first four weeks of the season. Luckily, there are many more weeks to come. And also don't miss the official European League of Football show and the MVP interview on YouTube. And of course, we will be back with the next ELF podcast episode next week. Bye-bye and enjoy the games. Speak to you soon. <laughs>